0: Welcome to episode two of Chisme con Contreras. For today's episode, we're going to be talking about something that you probably have seen all over the news and all over social media, especially in the last week or week and a half. We're gonna be talking about Palestine and Israel. And before we do that though, I do want to preface this conversation by saying that this is a super complicated conversation to have. you know it involves a lot of history and you know it's very complex and we might not have time to cover every single part of this history today i wanted to just be the beginning of a conversation that maybe you should be having with yourselves and with your friends and family to really dig a little deeper about what's going on and why it's going on uh, but for the purposes of this specific episode for the for this podcast is to really just connect this current event to the concepts that we have been learning in our ethnic studies class here at dcp and those concepts are on oppression and resistance and so really it's just us trying to connect those concepts to what's going on around our our world and so Um, I also want to mention that I will not have a guest joining me today, so my friend Carlos was busy, and you know, this was just an example for my listeners, my students who are doing this for their final project. Um, So let's begin with this very, very complicated history. So in order to be able to understand what's happening today, we have to go back in history a little bit, because that's what... That's what social studies is all about, right? In order to understand the present, we have to be able to understand the past. And, you know, unfortunately this story dates back decades. Um, And so the, the history of Palestine and Israel, again, is very complicated. And it starts really in the 1940s and even before then you know, um, this region in the world, if you don't know where Palestine is, it is in the Mediterranean area, right Right uh, north of Egypt and south of Syria. If you don't know where that is, go look at a map. You should probably know where Egypt is. So it's just right north of, of the continent of Africa. Um, okay, so that's where we are geographically speaking and before all this conflict began, people were living there in peace, you know, just like anywhere else in the world before colonization. Um, people were living in peace in this area of the world. But once we start seeing the arrival of the English and, uh, you know, colonization, things start to get a little complicated, just like anywhere else that got colonized by European uh, powers. And so fast forward to World War II era, right? Uh, The 1930s, 1940s was a horrible time for Jews uh, living in Europe. Um, And, you know, this could be seen as an example of how the oppressed became the oppressors. um, Because right now we're talking about uh, Israelis who moved to Palestine after World War II, right? People were fleeing Europe, rightfully so. They had just experienced the worst moment in our world's history with the Holocaust. They had every right to find a place to call home where they felt safe. And this place was Palestine and everything seemed okay at the beginning right uh very i'm and i'm saying this because you know we don't have time to cover every single detail of this history but in general in general right they had a right to to leave europe and find a place they felt safe in however fast forward to today this history becomes super complicated because of all of the different uh power groups involved Uh, so Somewhere between nineteen the nineteen forties and today, um, I'm I'm generalizing and I'm making this more simplified than I should probably. But again, we're we're kind of low on time. Um, but <clears throat> the Jews in Israel or Israel or Israelis um, began to think that so a, a group called the Zionists be became very popular in Palestine and these people had the idea that this was their land and they are going to take it back because if you are if you know anything about Christianity or Judaism this is kind of like the area where a lot of people say that this is where the religion is from Um, this is where we see Jerusalem and Bethlehem Um, and so at some point after World War II, the Zionists began to, with these uh, these ideologies about how this was their land and they were gonna take it back no matter what. And this became very problematic because people were already living there and they already had their homes, they had their livelihoods, their families lived there. And then we see just the complete turn over of who has power and who doesn't. So we see the Jews leaving Europe and coming to Palestine. They were oppressed at some point and then they became the oppressors. They started to force Palestinians out of their homes and started to push them on the outskirts of major cities in Palestine and started to build illegal borders and illegal settlements and force Palestinians out of their homes. And so uh, if you look at a map from Palestine and compare it uh, today to ni- the 1940s, it looks drastically different. That's because Palestinians were pretty much just kind of thrown out of their homes and pushed into the outskirts of Palestine. And now they're heavily militarized. It, they're, there are heavily militarized areas that they are not allowed to leave So imagine, you know, you're living in your home, and all of a sudden, these groups of people who have weapons, who, you know, part of the military for another country or another city or whatever, they start coming into San Jose, and they were like, you know what, we were here hundreds of years before, this is our land, and you have no right to live in it anymore, so we're going to kick you out. And they pretty much throw you out of your home and force you to live in, like, Gilroy. And that's exactly what is happening right now is we're seeing Palestinians being very oppressed by Israel um, because they have so much power and they're backed up by countries like the United States. The United States sends billions of dollars to Israel to be able to protect themselves from Palestinians when Palestinians don't really have that much military power to be able to fight against such a big military power like Israel at this point. And so right now things are super <sighs> sad um, to say the least, because there are these two groups of people all deserve to live in peace. And yet they are not because of extreme ideas about each other that they have about each other. And we're seeing a lot of children and young people being killed. Um, by people in power. And it's just it's just a really sad story that I don't have much time to go over today in full detail. If you're interested in having a conversation about it one-on-one, I'm more than happy to, to talk about it with you. Right now we're going to move on and to talk about just how this applies to the concepts we've talked about in class. So You know, we've covered uh, the concept of the four eyes of oppression before and today I'm only going to cover two and how those two connect to what's happening in in Palestine right now. And the one I chose to talk about is institutional oppression and interpersonal oppression. So institutional oppression, as we all should know at this point, is that um, this happens when institutions in our society or in our world oppress people. Uh, based on a variety of different reasons, um, their race, their gender, their sexual orientation, etc. Um and these, people, these institutions have power and uh, they use that power to make other people powerless. And so in Palestine right now, we're seeing institutional oppression because the people who have the power in this case is Israel. They are funded by powerful countries like the United States. So their military strength and their military power is allowing them to displace and kill many Palestinians. Um, And then interpersonal oppression is also a good example of what's happening right now, because, you know, these are, it's not like just the military, right? People belong to the military. So people are causing physical, emotional, and mental harm on Palestinians. And even every day, Israelis are inflicting inflicting these um, uh, physical and emotional harms on Palestinians as well. And so we're just seeing just complete oppression of a specific group of people um, at the hands of the of the Israelis who have power right now. And so, you know, it is a sad story, and unfortunately, you know. Where we're, we have to. I guess I shouldn't have said unfortunately, but every single time we see an example of oppression, we also see resistance because people fight back. Um, they shouldn't have to fight back because people should just be able to live in peace and in love and with their families. And you know, we should all not have to resist, but resistance is something that just happens because it needs to happen. And so right now if we look at resistance in the Palestinian community, both in Palestine, uh, occupied Palestine, and here in the United States, there is a lot of resistance happening as you all might have seen in like uh, TikTok or Instagram or wherever. Um, you're seeing a lot of people make videos just educating themselves and educating others about what's happening and really calling for action. And so right now in Palestine, people are resisting in different ways, right? They've they've protested peacefully. They have protested violently even. Um, and one of the examples that I keep coming back to when I think about this is is just how everyday Palestinians are fighting back with whatever they have. And in most of those cases, what they have are simple things like rocks and rubble. And I see pictures of you know these Palestinians throwing rocks and being like, and, and that action being um, received so negatively and, by the Israelis that they respond by bombing them or by shooting at them or throwing tear gas at them. So it's like, we have to realize that there's an imbalance of power there. People are throwing rocks and are receiving bullets. Um, so unfortunately, right now the resistance in Palestine, you know, it's it's there, but it's not doing enough to so that things can change. And that's why people in other countries are really rising up and supporting the Palestinian community, especially today, um, and really joining them in solidarity uh, so that they could have more of a, of a change in Palestine. And then one resistance leader that I wanna highlight is Ahad Tamimi. And so if you have not heard of this Pardon my language, badass young girl. You should definitely look her up and and go go and do more research about who she is. But if you don't know who she is, she is a resistance leader because she stood up to an Israeli police officer and a couple of police officers, and she slapped him because he was trying to come into her home, and you. She was sixteen at the time. Uh, you could go online or YouTube and watch videos of when that happened or how that happened, but you just see this shorter person compared to the Israeli soldier just come up and start yelling at the at the Israeli soldiers, and just the girl just slaps him and starts hitting him, um, and she was arrested, uh, but she was released I think eight months later because you know the international community really stood behind her. Uh, even though a lot of people believe that she should have not been violent. She was a badass. She stood up and defended her family and her country. I mean, I don't know about you, but at 16 years old, I could have not slapped a soldier with a gun. Or anyone to that matter. But imagine, you know, a heavily armed soldier and your hand slapping his face. That's all you have. Uh, So I think she's a a badass and an example of a resistance leader. And today she still continues to speak out and fight against Israeli occupation and violence. And if you want to learn more about her, I would definitely look her up. Her name is Ahed Tamimi, or Ahed, My, my apologies if I mispronounced her name. Alright, for the purposes of time, I'm almost at 16 minutes and I'm not even close to being done. Um, I do want to remind you that for your specific podcast you have to talk about um, how to take action and how to support the BIPOC community that you chose to talk about. Uh, I chose to talk about Palestinians and I included some resources in the slides for the other group. So, if you're interested in finding out how to take action and how to support Palestinians, please let me know and I could share some links uh, to donate to specific funds and medical assistance to Palestinians. I could give you some information about how to contact your local representatives to be able to make some change uh, in our government because our government has a lot to do with this conflict as well. Or, you know, give you some some Instagram handles to follow if you if you don't know where to start. So uh, that is it for today. I hope that you learned a little bit about what's going on in Israel and Palestine or with Israel and Palestine. And I really hope that you uh, understand that oppression and resistance go hand in hand. Uh, and it's really important to understand and to honor the stories of resistance because it demonstrates to us that change can happen if we come together and fight together. Uh, oppression has been ongoing for since the beginning of time, but there's always a group of people or people in general that come together and fight for what's for what's right. And so if you want to join a resistance movement, I am all for it. I will be there to support um, but yeah, that is pretty much all the time we have left today. Uh, I will see you all in class. And yeah, this is Chisme con Contreras.